Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast. I am Adam Lavecki, and I am here with DK Kim, and we are your hosts. Thank you for joining us. We are in this space to help you renew your mind and transform your life. We will be having helpful, honest, and hard conversations about culture and the kingdom of God. These conversations will help you to not be conformed to this current culture and will help you to grow in Christ. Jesus commanded us to preach the gospel and make disciples. This is an ongoing digital discipleship discussion. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, review, and share the Be Transformed podcast. Episode 19, Freedom of Speech. So we are in a cultural moment, and I think that there's some things that we should observe, and then we're going to comment on some of these observations. Recently, former President Trump has been restored to Twitter, right? And he still hasn't tweeted yet. I've been waiting for the firestorm. It's a lot of memes, though. Waiting with bated breath. Yeah, I'm waiting. And here's my, let me just get just a disclaimer since we're talking about speech and freedom. I have always liked Twitter. I have never had quite a large following on Twitter, but I have always enjoyed the platform because it's like say something concise, think about what you want to say, say it and let it go. And I know that people get into arguments all day on Twitter, but I found for myself that I've, I've had those arguments with Facebook, like a week later, people are still commenting on something I was done with like 30 <laughs> minutes after I said it. And, and so I, I, I have just always appreciated, even before Musk uh, bought it, I just appreciated the space that they created and how it flowed. I've always liked it. So recently, uh, Trump has been restored uh, to Twitter, and there's been other people, uh, Jordan Peterson, his account was restored. And um, there's other, other people recently who have been restored. And what I, what I want to make a, a comment on is that the freedom of speech in America is under attack. So whether we acknowledge that or don't acknowledge that, it doesn't change the fact. Like, I may not understand gravity. I may not be able to uh, give you the equation of gravity, but if I drop my phone off the table, gravity will work whether I feel it, understand it, believe it or not. And so it's very evident and very clear to anyone who has coherent, you know, a coherent mind that, okay, um, yeah, the freedom of speech is under attack. To think that the Taliban could have an account on Twitter and, and a former president or a psychologist can't is yeah. really all you have to do is just be kind of a coherent person with a heartbeat and realize there's something bizarre about for example youtube they allowed anwar alawaki who was a very good islamic recruiter from yemen he was new york and you know not new york he was educated in the states he had a mosque in la and he was excellent at recruiting people toward terrorism he did that from YouTube. So it's like he had a platform on YouTube in this social space, but like President Trump, whose last treat was, don't be violent, he gets banned. Mm -hmm. And then a Canadian psychologist, Jordan Peterson, like you don't find nicer people yeah. <laughs> than Canadians, you know? And let alone a psychologist who's legitimately trying to help people. Mm -hmm. And so for these people to be banned... There's obviously 
an attack on free speech. Then this is all in the context of Kanye West being canceled for saying anti-Semitic statements. And I just want to be clear before we get into this, we are not anti-Semitic in any way. And to be honest with you, I don't even think Kanye West is anti-Semitic because he worships a Jewish man. <laughs> so, so his name is Jesus. So the idea of that him being completely anti-Semitic because he said um, controversial statements that maybe weren't the wisest way to communicate it. Maybe he said something in, in a generalization that maybe should have been more specific. You know, fine. But in, in America... You know, normally, 10 years ago, they would have been like, hey, we don't agree with what he said, but he has the freedom to express himself so long as he's not threatening anyone's physical well-being. So him being canceled from Gap and Adidas is really, really crazy, and I'll, and I'll explain to you why. These companies, I mean, do the research Adidas was founded basically by Nazis. So the idea that he says an anti-Semitic thing and gets canceled, (laughs) the irony of that is crazy. Now, we, again, I'm going to say this again because you have to tell people what you're not saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I liked what he said. I'm not saying I even fully agree with what he said. But I just think that in America, you should have the right to say, I hate Adam Levecki, I don't like him, I hate his podcasts, I don't like DK, and I don't like Monica. I'm fine with you not liking me. And I'm fine with people having the ability to express that verbally. Mm -hmm. But we have entered into a space where they're trying to silence dissent. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. That is really historically dangerous. When we were in Rwanda, there's a quote about the Rwandan genocide that took place in 1994. And the quote is, the most dangerous weapon in the Rwandan genocide was the radio. Mm. Hitler had ministers of propaganda. We have a culture that is incessantly fact-checking, and if you disagree with their opinion, they're saying it's not a fact and they're removing it. This is really, really dangerous. And in America, the reason that there is a second amendment is in case the first amendment is infringed upon. Historically, when you look at people groups who are oppressed and who are not heard, what do they do? They revolt. Because the anger and the frustration of being silenced leads people toward violence. We are not calling for violence. We, um, we are not violent people. We're Christians. We love our neighbor. I, I am about turning the other cheek so long as an innocent person is not being harmed in front of me. That, that's my, my personal line um, but we are, we are in every way peaceful, uh, turn the other cheek type theology where we come in peace, we're, we're not in any way trying to stoke violence. I just want to say that because it's important to say that so people get the spirit of what we're saying. 
But it's it's very, very dangerous when they try to silence dissent and cancel people they disagree with. That's a really dangerous place. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, actually, I've been observing this even before the recent madness in this area. You know, I'm a big fan of comedy and stand-up, and I've been seeing the envelope being pushed in this arena first, where people are canceling comedians for saying jokes. They're jokes. They're not even like, yeah, true. I mean, there's jo- tr- truth li- uh, lies in jokes, but li- jokes lies in truth, but... You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what was said. It's like they don't like what what some comedians say, so they they say ban them, cancel their show, and you know, it's just crazy. And I'm just like, wow, even comedy doesn't have a place to live. Yeah, and I've noticed this issue getting so much worse over the duration of the pandemic, where we had people, um, you know, YouTube's being shut down, Twitter's being shut down, um, and these little disclaimers now that pop up on um, on places like Instagram and YouTube where, you know, words like COVID or vaccine are mentioned, you know, saying like, by the way, like, you know, like, da da like the CDC just disclaimer, you know, click on this link to get more information. And yeah, we basically have a situation where the, the CDC is the voice of truth, quote unquote, on like the biggest public health disaster um, in our lifetimes, at least. And the CDC is changing its line on on this thing every other week for two years straight, and apparently that is supposed to be the benchmark of truth um, on on the issue of a of, of a public health crisis pandemic like that killed millions of people. So, or uh, I'm, now I sound dumb because I don't have the exact number, but you know what I'm saying? It's like cool. Hundreds of thousands, but yeah, I think her statement is very observant in the fact that. How in the world and who in the world gave the CDC permission to link something on my Instagram story or on your Instagram story? Mm -hmm. When did we become promoters of of that? Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. But I think people don't realize this. Let's just say, like, I go to someone else's house and I and I put I, I step on their lawn. And I put a political candidate's, uh, let's just say, a Joe Biden, you know, poll, you know, like a, you know, an advertisement to vote for him. Mm-hmm. That's trespassing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand how in social media you can come on someone else's space and hijack it. It's kind of stealing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if there's such thing as digital property... And we know there's digital property because there's a digital footprint. And all the biggest companies in the world are fighting for our attention so that they could use our data to sell stuff to us. So if you say, and, and data is the biggest commodity in the world today. So you're talking about an algorithm. The algorithm is one of the things that shapes the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a fact. You're talking about money markets, finances. Um, you're talking about just what's happening in real time. Yeah. And and during the Arab Spring, um, under President Obama's uh, leadership, there was a shift in Facebook. 
because in Facebook you were you were allowed to speak to a lot of people like in a group like mm-hmm. you'd be able to speak to like almost like an unlimited amount of people and that was what they used I believe it was in Egypt it was either in Egypt or, or Libya to literally mass communicate about starting like a wave of revolt mm-hmm. and I think that later yeah, on that. Facebook shut that down yeah. for that and, country only yeah yeah and so it's like that th- this is you're talking about people with media uh, reach that have the power to tilt or manipulate elections mm-hmm. and perceptions because perspe- perceptions are what happen what make elections happen mm-hmm. yeah so, so to withhold information or to propagate misinformation is really manipulation. Mm. And so you're, you're talking about not only the freedom of speech is up for grabs, but now it's not just you telling me I can't say this, but it's you telling me a lie as if it's the truth. Yeah. Which is very destructive yeah. to a free society. And you know, before this whole social media thing, when you, someone says something you don't like, you don't want to participate, you just walked away. Yeah, just unfollow. Yeah, just press pause, press stop, get it off your list. It's crazy, but they, that's not enough. They want that people's livelihood taken away. They want them fired. Mm-hmm. You know, n- not not living a good life anymore. It's just, it's just wild, and I hate how politicized this is now. But if you're just a a person, a human being, this is a basic human right to say whatever you want. Yeah, I was just a human who wanted sneakers and hoodies. And and it, it's like sneakers and hoodies became so politicized <laughs> that they removed Kanye West's Yeezy Gap line. I'm like it's cra- I mean to me it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it doesn't it's really it's disheartening, it's sad and but yet we need to use our mouth for the right thing. Yeah. And so one of the things I want to mention is that there, there's a few places that we could go with this. And so in America, we have the freedom of speech. And that's a blessing, even though it's being contended for. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we should you know, lay down and die. It means we should speak up. Yeah. So that's one. But in the kingdom, there are things that are legal in America that are not ethical in the kingdom right? Like abortion. It's legal many places, but to God it's murder, mm-hmm. right? So there are things that are legal, but not lawful. There's things that are lawful, but they're not expedient. They're not beneficial. They're permissible, but not beneficial. So like we have the freedom to say things, but we should be speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And so that's on one side of the coin. So that means that if I say something, love should be my motive. So if I'm exposing a lie, it's because I love the truth. It should be because I love the truth and I love people, not just I love to be heard. So, that, so that's one thing. But then on the other side of this equation, we have become overly sensitive. And so it's not my job to tiptoe around people's trigger points. Mm-hmm. And it's not your job either. It's their job to get healing. But here's the thing, like when you look at the Bible, the Bible has profound stories in it that if you would, uh, you would listen to them, you'd be like, okay, wow, that's, that's really something. 
like Jesus lived a sinless life, he called the Syrophoenician woman a dog. Jesus lived a sinless life, he called Herod a fox. Jesus lived a sinless life, he called the guy that he was going to leave in charge of his church, Satan. He said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, because at that moment, Satan was hijacking Peter's mouth. Paul makes a statement about the Cretans, the Isle of Crete, which is Greece. He calls them, he uses, he makes a generalization and says that they're all lazy, which is a stereotype. Nowadays, we would cancel Paul the Apostle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I can go on with this. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you know, Daniel speaks with such honor, he calls a guy your majesty, and that guy was responsible for destroying his nation, cutting his penis off, and enslaving him because Daniel was a eunuch. And he called that guy your majesty. So there's there's a realm of tension here that we're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But our motive has to be love. And we're going to move in honor even with people who dishonor us. But we're also going to tell the truth. So like, for example, this is, this is something to, to really consider. Like Paul made this generalization about the, Cre- or the Cretans that today would be so offensive that people would want to cancel him and what he was saying, he believed and meant. Another, another one. Jesus, um, he sees Nathaniel, and Nathaniel is like, "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" Jesus's personal assessment of him was a man in whom there is no guile. So, Nathaniel's cultural assessment of where Jesus was from was accurate. Can anything good come from Nazareth? It's like me saying, can anything good come from West New York? Can anything good come from Patterson? Can anything good come? And people are like, don't say that. You can't say that. That's mean. <laughs> and, and yet Jesus is like, behold, a man in whom there's no guile. Like Jesus is saying, hey, man, this guy is calling it as it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a good place. And my thing to Christians is because that's, that's who we're speaking to. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot be overly sensitive, yeah. easily offended, and fragile. We, we have to allow the Lord to come in and do healing so that we're not so sensitive. Because everyone is so sensitive, has become overly sensitive. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah. And also just, you know, if you can't even hear an opposing opinion, that's a, a side of immaturity. Mm-hmm. Spiritual maturity allows dissent, mm-hmm. allows your truth to be tested because what's true stands. Can be tested. Yeah. We don't know if it's true until it's been tested. Yeah. And, and even with that, in terms of prophecy, Paul says test the spirit. Test, test the prophecy. Um, John says test the spirits. So you test the message the messenger, and the spirit in which the message was given. Um, because there's another Jesus, another gospel, and another spirit. And whatever's real doesn't mind being tested. And we don't know if something is real until it is tested. And so we are in a cultural moment where they are trying to redefine everything mm. 
And it's really, really dangerous because when humans redefine something, it's usually because they want to destroy it. Yeah. That's what Hitler did with the Jews. They were not They were thrown in ovens. That's what they did with the transatlantic slave trade. They were shipped to another country and enslaved. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to, you know, uh, indigenous people, and they were butchered and, and genocided. We, you know, it's a baby if you want to keep, you know, you know, keep it, and it's a fetus if you want to kill it. So all of this renaming is always for the purpose of destruction, historically. Mm-hmm. So when... Dis, when dissent is silenced, when a population is disarmed, and when the freedom of speech is attacked, it's always because there is a destructive plan in motion. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about today? Because freedom of speech is um, an attack, it's, it's evidence that words have power. Mm-hmm. Words have powers to create and destroy. That's what I was thinking about today. Beautiful. Yeah. Jesus said, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is is really biblical, and it's also true. David, you know, was a man who was after God's heart. And if you're after God's heart, you have to be after how God sees things. And what is it that God wants? David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. We see in Jesus that he knew what was going on in the hearts of people. Jesus, in addition to him knowing what's going on in my heart, he also can see the words that I speak. See, the words that we speak create the reality in which we live so that people are trying to change the reality in which we live by limiting yep, the words. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So th- th- there's something here that we have to really be vigilant to know that the enemy is trying to silence the prophetic voice in the earth. Yeah. And if you think about an average person's life, of course, there's an exception of artists, laborers, people who build things physically. But the average person's life, most of their accomplishments is through what they spoke. Mm. Most jobs is about is what you speak is your job. Raising your children is everything you spoke, your relationships. Everything is like, most of your, I feel like 90% of your life comes from what you build your life through your words. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you what you build, like with your actions, you can destroy with your words. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and I say to the Christian, it's important that we don't destroy with our mouth what we're trying to build with our prayers. And there's a lot about the mouth in the Bible, right? Yeah, a ton. Let me let me give you a few. That was a that was a good uh, segue. 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 <laughs> Proverbs six two. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Now, if you're old school, a snare it's is a trap. A snare is a trap that is often set for an animal and it, it like with iron, it opens its mouth, locks onto the animal so that someone can then kill and eat the animal. So you don't want to become prey because of what you speak. Um, there's just, there's a lot here. Um, Let me give you another one. 
the mouth, this is Proverbs 10 and 11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Proverbs 10, 31, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. Proverbs 11, 9. By the blessing, this is Proverbs 11, 11. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Mm. The words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. Proverbs 12, 14. A man will be satisfied by the good fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 13, 2. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. One of my favorites here, Proverbs 13, 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 15, 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Proverbs 18, 7, a fool's mouth is his destruction. Proverbs 21, 23, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Can I add one while you're looking? Yeah. I was reading James, actually. And James chapter 3, tongue. He, he's all about the yeah. tongue. And this one part, James 3, 3, he goes, When we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but mm -hmm. it makes great boasts. Wow. Consider that what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so the little tongue directs a whole life. Mm -hmm. Another thing, too, I, I mentioned to people is that the words you speak determines the company you keep. Wise people don't like to hear nonsense. Successful people do not like to hear victim, 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 victim. Like, like they don't, they don't want to hear that. They want, they, and, and, you know, the words that we speak are a reflection of what is really in our heart. You know, and so I think that we need to um, steward our freedoms by speaking the truth, even if it's difficult to hear or to say, with love as our motive. But the truth needs to be spoken, and, and we can't just back down and say, okay, because this is not popular, um, or this won't bring any you know gain to me, I'm not going to say it. We need to have the attitude of Jesus like, 
I want to speak the things that I'm hearing from the Father. Whether that gets me celebrated or hated, I'm just going to trust him with the results, but I want to be faithful to speak what I'm hearing and to speak what I'm seeing because sometimes we're we're seeing something and it needs to be said. And then there's other times where the Holy Spirit will tell us to administer self-control and and, and to, to wait. And, and, I, and I think that we need to be sensitive to that. But the sentiment now is that if we disagree with you, we'll cancel you, mm-hmm. which is anti-gospel because the gospel is about canceling your sins, not canceling you. Yeah. yeah. The gospel is about forgiving you and bringing forth the newness of Christ's life in you, not we disagree with you so we cut you off. Yeah, and you know, canceling, censorship, that's a spirit of control. Yeah. And underneath yeah. that, that's fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you hear something that you don't, you know, you don't agree with, you offer your truth into the arena and let's yeah. see which truth stands. Mm-hmm. It's not about silencing the other, it's offer your truth, offer the truth. Yeah, what, what do you believe? Yeah, and may the truth the real truth, the whole truth, it'll stand. Yeah, exactly. The truth is able to defend itself. Exactly. Um, that's that's what's so beautiful about it. So, you know, in in wrapping this up, because it's, it's such a big topic, we need to speak up. Righteous as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion, and that needs to be kind of like how we flow um in this season and so i just want to say to the listeners have the courage to speak up and speak up in jesus name adam levecki here on behalf of dk kim and i we want to thank you for listening to the be transformed podcast If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.